0: You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil.
1: Hey, Jamie. Hey, Rose. How's it going?
0: It's great. I got a question. Yes? I noticed that today you've put out this really crazy plaid uh, tablecloth. And um, you've pulled out the Housewives, Tarot. Yes, and I wait, have. Wait, wait. Do I see? You're making you're making martinis? Awesome! So- I didn't realize it was going to be... Oh, wait. I know why. Mm-hmm. Who did you invite this time?
1: I brought one of my favorite people in the whole world. Her name is Melissa Sinova. And she is a book author and terrorista Ooh. and... She has this thing for kitchen table chatting. I think her book that's coming know. out is actually called Kitchen Table Tarot.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. I knew something was up for today.
1: Yeah, but you like it. It's even but the when, plastic, when it, that that old fashioned. I, I know, it was plastic. awesome. I, I loved it. Awesome? And was like,
0: okay, but don't lose the cards on the oh, table.
1: That's right. Whoops, let me go grab match. that one.
0: Yep, yeah, thanks. Um When is she showing up?
1: Well, she should be showing up at any moment now because, well, you Did know, you she's Did you make pretty sure cold. the martinis were cold? I, you know, I, I actually don't drink martinis. I, they're supposed to be cold. I hope they are. Right. Oh, they're, they're decorative. Were... <laughs> oh, wait. Hi. Hi! <laughs> I Hi hey, I, I... So, 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 so offer you
0: a, a
2: cool beverage? Thank you. Water would be lovely.
0: Already. Oh,
2: okay. We'll get you. Yeah, ahead. I don't drink. I just ruined your whole tableau. I don't drink anymore, so. Hey, you know what? I know. It
0: works well with the picture. It does not have to be drunk.
1: It just has to look pretty, right? Excellent. Excellent. There you go. Hi, it's guys. Hi. Hello. Yay. Thanks for having me. Sure. Welcome to our little roundtable discussion and whatnot. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good. How are you guys doing? Well, doing pretty
2: good. So, yes. So, you've come out with a book.
0: or I well. Did.
1: Yeah, me and
2: Llewellyn, yeah.
0: What, what, uh, well, tell us a little bit about how you came to writing the book. Not necessarily write the
2: what the, what the book's about yet, but. Right. Uh, what um, made you my, inspired the writing? I have a friend in Canada, um, named Suzanne Gabriel, and, Ooh. uh, she wanted to learn tarot like five years ago, five, six years ago. And so I started this blog, and I named it Melissa Tarot because I'm terribly creative. And, um, and I just started writing descriptions of the cards. So I would, you know, get through with my work day and put the kids to bed. And I would sit down and just write everything about the Empress that I could think of. Okay. And then other people started following it. And before I knew it, uh, I had quite a sizable following and I was getting more clients and I decided to make it a legit business about um, three years ago. So that's That's where Fox Tarot came from because it was a WordPress blog that I made for my friend Suzanne and it accidentally turned into a business. (laughs) So, um, so I was, I was looking at this, this blog and everyone, uh, everyone said, you should really publish this. You Mm. should make this into a book. Um, and so I did. And I wrote a lot more than just the initial blog posts and kind of threw everything together and, put in um, experiences that I've had during – because I've been reading cards for since 1989, like back Mm -hmm. in the day, right? Um, So I've had a lot of experience, you know, like doing stupid shit in the middle of readings and accidentally insulting my clients. And um, not that I like making a complete jackass of myself, but I find that when I tell these stories to people, it can can help them not do what I do or Mm -hmm. have done – Um, So I'm like, don't be like 20 year old, you know, me, who would tell someone in a reading, oh, my God, your boyfriend's totally cheating on you. And then not think about what I just said to my friend, right? Right. Just being Mm -hmm. so into, holy crap, look at this reading that I'm doing that I forget that there's another person on the edge of the table, right? Mm. And um, so I found that all of my experience that I'm writing about, all of this stuff happened at kitchen tables because that's where we hang out, right? That's mm-hmm. where – like we have this big couch and comfy chairs, and inevitably we have a party and everybody in our house is around the kitchen table. So exactly. So we'll have a hangout, and I'll do a reading for somebody. And then the next thing I know, I'm 20 cards in teaching them about the suit of pentacles, mm-hmm. and um, and they, they want to know more. And that's how my classes started. So everything – I kind of accidentally became became a professional tarot reader and teacher. Uh, but I really dig it. It's it's kind of my thing. So um so yeah, so this book is is the culmination of me getting super excited about tarot and uh, making it a thing. Fantastic.
1: Awesome. And I remember first meeting you at Teresa Reed's Soul For Proprietorship retreat and I remember Teresa Reed you know, Yay, Teresa Reed hype. <laughs> And I remember you and I were sitting on the stoop just hanging out and talking about said blog and book type idea. And you are like, you know, I've got all this material. Why haven't I done it yet? And I was like, why haven't you done it yet? And um, how I gave you permission to kind of do it. Yeah. And then you, and you started doing me it.
2: Into doing it. And you would like text me and say, hey, how's that book coming? And I'd be like, hey, shut up. <laughs> <But, laughs> yeah. Um, if you hadn't done that it probably wouldn't be a thing so you're awesome and thank you
1: well all i know is that the book is awesome and i read it in one sitting it's actually a really quick read for those of you that are wanting to know more about tarot and melissa's style and the book is awesome what i love about it is as you're listening to melissa speak that's her book it is literally kind of how she speaks, and so I read it, and I heard Melissa in my head talking to me, <laughs> and I was going like, yay, I have a little bit of Melissa with me right now, and and she's here, and god, I miss her, and everything, but it's very conversationalist. It's very easy to read. She goes through a lot of um, basics, not just the card meetings, but like, how do you shuffle, why do you shuffle, dispelling a lot of myths. And talking a little bit about how you too can actually become kind of a tarot professional in your own right, and so I had a couple of questions that I I found out of the book. And the first Go one for. is, um, let's do this. So I really liked your perspective of the hierophant being a trickster. Most people, yeah. um, for me, I, I look at the trickster as the teacher. The one that actually just, you know, you listen to him, not necessarily in like a religious setting, although that does have a, that does have big overtones. But I want to know more about how did you come to this aspect of the Hierophant being a trickster?
2: I, um, I hate that card, hated, I hated that card for most of my 27 years of messing around with these cards. Um, Because it did, it didn't make sense to me, Mm -hmm. I would see it and I would be like, Oh, shit. And I'd have to grab my book and look through it and go, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Let's try a different card. I would pull other cards to cover it up because it would make no sense to me when I first started. Um, and then there was this book by um, the High Queen Rachel Pollock um, and yeah, her Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, And she said she compared him to the trickster gods, that he steals information from the gods and... And gives it to people in ways that they can understand. And I got that. That I got. I understand. I mean, my my little fox is, fox is a trickster god. I get trickster gods, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's fox and kitsune in Japan, and there's coyote and crow, and all of these guys. I know their motivation. Their motivation is to take this high up, large knowledge, right, and break it down and give it to us. In the same way that a teacher would. Mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of kind of sassier and um less reverent than than you would find and um so yeah rachel polly i people always ask me when are you done right when did you decide to stop reading tarot books i'm like never i literally stumbled on this book because i have read every word she's ever written Mm -hmm. and like seven or eight years ago so the whole first 20 years, right, of learning mm-hmm. the cards, this card did, did not make 100% sense to me. And I oh, figured yeah. it out eventually, but it was like a a half-known entity, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I can kind of half-ass my way through this reading, but I don't own the card yet, right? Right. And then I read this, and it was like, pow, I got the card. It's mine now. I have it. I own it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, that was Rachel Pollack. Do
0: yeah. you remember what the book was?
2: Yeah. Seeker. Yeah. seeker Seeker? it's a really good one yeah okay yeah it's fantastic it sounds
1: like one of her fiction books
2: you know it's not though it's like this um like the uh the um pagan otherworlds tarot has a card in it called seeker right Mm -hmm. and it's this picture of a person kneeling and like the darkness is going over them but they can see more and it's just it's an approach to the cards in that like peeling away the veil kind of thing Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's a it's a really great book um but uh yeah fantastic but that's how well, i now, did it because oh, i cool. you you learn right you learn mm-hmm. from i learned from talking to you guys i learned from sitting in conferences i learned mm-hmm. from uh coloring in Teresa's book i found so much cool stuff in that in that coloring book that i hadn't noticed before about the cards. so they always have something to tell you so yeah
0: so so what is what is another major influence for you? Do you think as you were developing this book, obviously Teresa Reed's sole proprietor class, Jamie of course being the James. encouragement that she is because she is so awesome. Uh hence team awesome. I'm a cheerleader. Um, <laughs> you are a cheerleader. Um, but what else? What else do you think really made you go? Okay, now is the time.
2: Um. I don't for know yourself. how long the podcast is, so I'll try to make it like shorter. So, well, just for yourself, I'm kind of half-assing this book, right? Like I kind of pushed it around. At one point, I deleted the whole thing mm-hmm. and then started over because I was like, "Oh, it's terrible." Meh. And then I went to see my therapist because I had writer's block. Because my husband was just like, "Baby, you need to figure this out because it's it's wearing on you." Right? So Joe's right. super encouraging and wonderful. And I'm a fire sign. I'm a Sagittarius and I have six planets and my moon and rising are all Sagittarius. And I have like one earth and no water, right? So I'm like, Mm -hmm. and I go to see my therapist who's like a shaman counselor guy. And he Mm -hmm. says, "Um, you need to go to the water. You need to find your, your, your water. And I was like, shut up. I hate taking baths. I don't want to admit. And so I started taking baths. And then like two days later we drove to New Orleans. Joe and I decided to go on a trip. And the whole time, like I've been taking baths and like, you know, having water rituals and um all of this stuff, right? And rolling my eyes at it the whole time, right? And I get in and Joe's like, just bring your laptop and just write. Just write and see what happens. And I wrote forty five thousand words on the way to New Orleans from St. Louis. Wow. And then we pulled yeah. And then we pulled into into New Orleans, right? And we didn't know where we're going because we don't this is our first time driving there, uh-huh. you know. And we pulled until the road stops and it stops at the water. It's at the the seaside or oceanside or whatever it is down there. Mm-hmm. And the sun is coming up over it. And I was like, Oh, I have a book to finish, right? And it was mine. It was finally my book instead of this little ethereal, you're not good enough to tell people what to do, and why would anybody want to hear what you have to say? Instead of that shit that was constantly going on on my back, I had the sun coming up, and it was, you know, can't go wrong with the sun card, right? So, yeah, so that's Unless how I you're got me. more. <laughs> Unless <laughs> so, you yeah, yeah.
1: I love that. It's fantastic! I actually re- kind of recall you having done that. Like you wrote it out longhand in the car or something too, didn't you? Yeah,
2: it was crazy. Yeah, I started it longhand and then I, I typed a bunch and it was just this huge, I had to get it out kind of thing. So,
1: <sighs> so yeah. another question I had is if Steve were listening and for um, our listeners, Steve is the guy that, gave Melissa the yes! first tarot deck back in, what was it, high school? Is that what you said? He was in high
2: school. We were a freshman in high school. His name was Steve Kempker. And he was such a cool kid. And I was so insecure back then that I didn't, I wasn't really sure around people, so I just gave them this much.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and then um, and then would just kind of disappear again. But he was like reading Tom Robbins, you know, in mm-hmm. freshman year of high school, and was listening to great music, and he had all of these cool influences. And, um, we, we would talk, you know, because we were both kind of weird and we would talk about ghosts and automatic writing and all of this cool shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, he brought in, let me see if I can reach it. Oh, I cannot reach it. He brought in um my deck, my, my 1971 writer white Smith in a green banker bag from the eighties. Right. Wow. Uh-huh just beat half to shit right this deck um and this eden gray book right this that i still have it's held together Mm -hmm. like it's masking tape and prayer at this point keeping it together and uh he said you need to have this and i said what is it because i'd never seen it before
0: right
2: um and uh it was just it was transformational for me because i started reading for myself and then Mm -hmm. i'd read for my my poor dad like mr conservative cop right Every night, his kid is like, let me do a tarot reading for you. And he's like, okay. And so I would read for him almost every night. We would pull cards, and I would use my little book and try to figure out. He was so patient. And then I would read, you know, for my friends in high school, and then I would read for, like, beer and pot money in college, and, you know, like you do. But, man, I can't find Steve, right? Mm -hmm. This guy, we graduated. I've never seen him since, and if it hadn't been for him, I don't know that I would be here. So thanks, Steve. You're awesome. Um, you have a free copy of the book. I'm holding on to a copy of this book for him if I ever meet him. Um, because I, man, the world is a funny place, isn't it? No kidding. So, it, yeah.
0: You yeah. never know who's going to influence you. It's true.
2: Exactly. And it was so random. Who does that in a small town? You know, who just mm-hmm. hands somebody tarot cards and says here? It was Somebody wonderful. who knows. Yeah, yep. he's got the knowing of the ways, yeah.
1: Well, here's hoping Steve might be out there or might actually be listening so that he might yeah, yeah. hear your message. Because that that's exactly be awesome. what I was hoping yeah. you'd be able to respond to. Is what I would you actually him tell dinner. him?
2: Yeah, I need to buy him dinner. There that you go, was, Steve. Was, uh,
1: thanks, man. Steve, if you're listening, you got a book and a dinner coming to you. So ping us at a, and a crisp reasons. high five, exactly.
0: Yep. exactly. <laughs> so. Right So you've got this book. What do you want to do next? I know. But the book hasn't come out yet. What else do you want to do? Take over the world. Okay. Clearly. Um,
2: Okay. So uh, Carrie Paris um, is a good friend and is, you know, a divination queen. Mm -hmm. And she's been yelling at me. (laughs) She yells at me every once in a while. She yelled at me to finish my book. Check. Mm -hmm. And now she, she's hollering at me to to get into channeling and things like that, which right. I've never done on purpose. Um, but I kind of want to, I think that she's right, which just annoys me because she's always right. Um, and then I need to take my readings a little deeper mm. and allow for things that I haven't allowed for before. And I'm also about a third of the way through my second book. Oh, which nice. Which is called awesome. Elements. <gasps> oh. And um, that was me making magician face for you guys Yay! Now um because because uh, i designed tarot readings to go with uh earth air fire water spirit and because one of my clients said can you just give me a reading and help me fix every part of my life and i was like yeah i actually can so uh earth is for the home
1: mm-hmm. and
2: we do a thing to see what in your home like if there's a lot of clutter or if you have a lot of Other people's furniture in your house, like, is energy disruption. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you've inherited a bunch of furniture and it's just clogging up your home, it, it's weird. It's a thing. I write about it in the book. And then um, Earth, air is for your intellectual self. Like, are you bored? Do you need to be stimulated? Is your job working for you? Um, Fire is for your body. Um, And I have people do exercises like for fire. We draw like an outline, and and I ask people to write like uh, all their scars on the outline. Mm-hmm. And then kind of write a letter to themselves at that age, thank you for getting through this. Thank you for being so strong. Thank you for being so brave. Thank you for um for getting through it so that I can be who I am now, you know? And just kind of sending a little Reiki and, and blessing energy back to whenever you were injured and kind of accepting your scars as part of what makes you beautiful because it's the broken parts that catch the light, right? And mm-hmm. sparkle. And uh where was I? Fire earth, air, fire, water spirit. Waters water stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, and then I have this little gift thingy, like th- when I do the readings, so they'll get like tea, mm-hmm. a special tea for water, and there's incense for air with a little feather incense holder. It's this whole thing. Anyway, so I'm writing a book on it because I've been doing workshops here in St. Louis,
1: mm-hmm. and they've gone
2: over really well. Um, so I'm writing a book about it.
1: That's nice. awesome. I love that idea of doing the yeah, holistic so the- approach.
2: Yeah, so the people can either do their own readings, because I've outlined the spreads and, and all the exercises, or they can call me and I can do it for them. And yeah, because not everybody wants to sling cards. It's weird to me, but I accept that as a fact.
0: That's true. You're you so, always surprised when you say to people, you can do this too. And they look at you and you're like, no, no, I can't.
2: Yes, no, I don't want to yes,
0: know. It's like, no, yeah. you really can do this. It's it's really a, a really nice way to get some more internal feedback, I think.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think that um, taking some of the mystery out of tarot can only help us
0: Mm -hmm. because
2: um, I think that there are a lot of opportunistic shitbags out there who use the mystery to take advantage of clients. Oh, yeah. And the more that we make it about, yes, there's intuition, but there's also psychology and there's also young and there's also, you know, the collective unconscious and there's also your intuition, right? It's not all flippy woo shit that they can't access this is all i can sit in front of you and we can interpret these cards and we can figure out what's going on with you it's Mm. a very present thing and i think the more present we make it and the less woo it becomes the less likely people are to be taken advantage of which i think is always a good thing
1: is that i would would agree is that what you would say your philosophy on tarot and your tarot practices is more uh less woo more grounded more practical
2: I I think, okay, I have two answers for that. Yes, because I grew up, like, there was no internet, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm 42. There's no internet for the first, like, 17 years of me doing readings. So I just had to figure it out. And um, I didn't know you were supposed to ground and center before a reading. I didn't know you were supposed to burn incense and smudge shit and things like that. So I would, like, literally sit in the back of a car on the way to a concert and do readings when I was half drunk with my friends. Because I didn't know you weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Why, why aren't so you supposed to? People ask me, right. People ask me, um, what do you do before a reading? And I'm like, I get my cards out. <laughs> that's how I prepare for a reading. And then I do the reading. And then I am done with the reading. And that's pretty much it. But over the years, I have found that some of these things, like um, smudging your cards, that actually helps. It makes them feel better. You know, taking mm. good care of yourself and not being um, hammered and haven't eaten in a day and a half and don't sleep enough, that affects the quality of your readings, you know, or um, making sure that you're in a calm environment by lighting candles. This is not bad stuff. There's nothing wrong with applying a ritual to reading mm-hmm. because it makes it easier and it makes um, it makes it easier for you to receive what you're supposed to receive and to do your job. Right? So even though I don't need to do stuff, I do stuff now, you know, I'll light a candle or light some incense or I will um, meditate for a little bit, not too long because it drives me crazy, but I'll meditate for enough where I can be calm and present and with my client, you know. Um, and I think that uh, that it does help, but I I don't think that the woo is necessary. I think that you can use a deck of playing cards and figure it out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I somebody can. I can't because I, I really like my majors, but somebody can't. <laughs>
0: So. Well, and I think I think that's that's the thing I love about your approach. Um, from what I did read of your book, and I, I will admit I did not finish it yet. Keyword being yet. However, comma, um, I've been enjoying it thoroughly. Um, is that you do provide a no BS approach, and I'm going to use the little terms because. Um, but point is, is that it's it's really refreshing because again, I think we all as readers have come to this. Ooh, uh, ooh, uh, kind of space <laughs> and and that's good if that's your thing right but it's really refreshing to hear other people who uh, for me that's not my thing i've right. tried to do that thing and and again it's one of the reasons why i like the housewives tro and why i like other outside the box type tarot's. uh while voyager is one of my favorites and yes it's kind of wooey in its own fashion because well crystals instead of swords um it's also very grounded in human yeah. human people and and the the court cards are people versus the kings and queens, so it's really nice to hear another contemporary saying no. We can just sit at a kitchen table and do readings. It's right. more wonderful to hear that. Um, right. What inspires you though, on a day to day basis to keep doing readings instead of then turning around and just working on your book and working on you know building up your practice outside of the readings outside of giving people readings like how can you make this into a thing because you've created the um the book that you're going to be writing and you've made kind of a a class of it how did that how did you go from that okay i'm doing readings yeah great but now i'm going to do these other things how did you make that jump so Um, smooth for yourself
2: so Okay, you know in Sex and the City, it, like halfway through the episode, Sarah Jessica Parker's like, I couldn't help but wonder, could this stuff that I'm observing outside of myself reflect my inner self? So mm-hmm. my every time I give a reading to someone, there's a part of that reading that's for me. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to talk to this person about being better to themselves because I'm not taking good care of myself right now. Or I'm supposed to talk with this person about how lucky they are to have a great partner because I am, I, I need to be a little more demonstrative in my affection with my partner, you know? And it's, it's, it's not always a hundred percent, but like, um, I'll do a reading for someone and they lost their parent and I'll get off the phone with them and I'll call my dad or my mom and be like, Hey, just wanted to say hi. Cause I love you. And I, and it makes me more aware of our interconnectedness Right. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. every time I do a reading, it feeds me and I'm able to help somebody. And I was a social worker for like 20 years. So helping people is my jam. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I can take those readings and turn them into something that someone can access at home when I'm sleeping or busy or whatever, that's another level of that interconnectedness. Um, So I have, I I'm going to sound like I'm, you know, totally full of myself or whatever. I feel better when everyone does better. I feel better when I know that my people are okay and I can help somebody. I do better knowing that my clients are able to, to handle whatever the world is throwing at them. I do better. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think that that's isolated to just me. I think we all do better when we all do better. So doing readings for people and writing these books and working on this workshop is a way for me to help people get better so that they can help people get better so that they can help people. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So what is it? Hang it forward in a way. Yeah. Yeah. A rising tide lifts all boats. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, I can't see a life for me where I'm not reading for people. Now, before I went to Teresa Reed's so full for full thingy workshop, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, I told Joe, I'm going to either come back and not do another reading ever, or I'm going to try to make this my job. Because mm-hmm. I was ha- I was on the fence and half-assing it, and I, I don't like doing that. So I'm like I'm either gonna 100% make this my thing, and I'll decide this weekend, or I will quit. And I guess I didn't quit. You didn't Yay. quit, no, you which didn't. we are
0: ever so grateful <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: for. Yeah. So I guess so we really need out. to say,
0: huh?
2: It worked out. <laughs> oh, definitely.
0: I think it worked out for all of us.
1: Yay! Yay! Thank you. So I I know one thing that you and Rose have in common is that you guys both draw um, power and resource from pop culture and kind of specifically Wonder Woman.
2: Do you see her? Do you see my Wonder Woman picture
1: up here? I do. People at home, I am showing them my Wonder Woman picture. Anyway, um, yeah, she's awesome. So, my question is, how did you? Um, because I also know at, this year at uh, the Northwest Tarot Symposium, both of you guys kind of talked about in your respective classes pop culture and tarot and how people can draw from that. When did you guys, well, I mean, this is more for Melissa, but Melissa. We're gonna, yeah, if Rose wants to ping a little bit too, she can. We won't, you know, hinder that. Um, where did she start drawing in the inspiration for um, combining your pop culture tar- into your tarot? When I was
2: teaching, it was easier for me to say, um, uh, Hermione is, she is the uh, page of swords. She's super smart. She doesn't always think everything through like outside of the intellectual Mm -hmm. route. And she's probably going to cut herself, right? And drop her sword. But she's super smart. Um, she's very direct, and she is probably going to hurt somebody's feelings, right? Because mm. she doesn't think outside of that what needs to happen. And right. they're like, "Oh, I know Hermione." People know that character, right? And and they get like in your classrooms. Um, you were like, "Okay, pick a fandom," and everybody's like, "Oh my god, this one! I can do this one yes. because I know these characters inside and out." So if I tell you that the Queen of Swords is Hillary Clinton. Because she's direct, and she's focused, and she's smart, and she doesn't really care if she hurts your feelings. Exactly. Right? You've got that card now. You have the essence of that card. And after that, you can add all of the things that you need to for all of the hist- history and all of the symbols and all of that. But once you have the card and you actually have it, right, that's yours. Um, like to me... Um, the magician, I always see Barack Obama like backed by the P Funk All Stars, right? Because mm-hmm. it's that level of confidence. Mm-hmm. You just kind of walk up and be like, see all these tools? I don't need them. Watch what I got, right? Right. That level of confidence is the magician to me. So whenever I explain that card to someone, I'm like, you know how Barack Obama is just like, drop the mic, confident, shoulders back, even when it's hard? Mm-hmm. He doesn't show us. We don't, we see the guy. We don't see. That he was, you know, uh, editor of the Harvard Law Review. We don't see that he worked for 30 years building his law practice. We don't see all the struggle he went into being raised by a single mother. We don't see all of his hard work in college. We see this guy in a suit walk up and be like, yeah, I got this, right? Mm -hmm. That's the magician. That's the energy of the magician. So for me, it's a teaching tool. And if I can, if I sit down with a new client, I'm going to ask them, what shows do you watch? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, what do you, are you, are you a Trekkie? Are you into, well, are you into star Wars? Do you watch firefly? Do you like Harry Potter? And then from there, I'm going to assign them homework, take the major arcana and assign a character to each of the cards from these fandoms. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I do when I have a client, um, who's a student of mine is, is have them. Uh, the second thing I do is have them pick a song Mm -hmm. that reminds them of that card. Um, and the third thing I do is have them journal, um, at least three pages. I have them go to like your website and your website and Teresa's website and everybody else's website and read everything they can about the fool. And then I want them to journal for three pages about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I start people on this, on the journey, read everything you can, relate it to everything you can make the card your own, you know, and then once you have it, read with it.
1: Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. So it sounds like you—that um, would also be a good tip for anybody out there that is just beginning out on the path—is to associate it to your fandoms. Yeah, and absolutely. write about it.
2: Absolutely.
0: Because again, those those connections can then help you enhance what you're reading about. So that's 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 great to hear that you know we're not alone in that. Right
2: process oh and if if someone um, disagrees with you that's so w- you can defend it and it'll make it even more so i think that uh, inara from firefly is the nine of pentacles say that and again it, melissa oh i think that inara from firefly is the nine of pentacles and if you don't i want to hear why because that's going to make me think about the card even deeper right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: um so
0: then i would ask you melissa since you we're having this conversation if you had to pick a fandom what would it be to oh. to make to make your tarot as your tarot deck you've now you've now been given any fandom in the world doesn't matter copyright oh my god you're you're going to make one tarot deck but you're only going to do the majors for right now because it's for okay. our discussion because we right. don't have all day okay. um I would say, okay, no, let's change it. Just the first ten cards, because again, we don't have all day. Right. Um, and you can mix and match. Oh, no, no, you can't mix and match fandoms for this one. Oh,
1: oh, come on. <laughs> wow, the uh, rules, right, guys, right, right. the rules.
0: I can um, be a rules
1: lawyer. Mwahaha.
0: <laughs> but right. I just want to know what you, you're you right off the top of your head. This is just your deck for Harry you. Harry
2: Potter. Absolutely, Harry Potter. Okay,
0: okay. Absolutely. Um, so the first ten cards. So, you've got to pick your own favorite fandom. You can only got pick it. one. You're yes. only going to do the first 10 cards.
2: Jesus, okay. Okay. All yeah. right. So, the fool. The fool is Hagrid, perfect love and perfect trust. Okay. Uh the magician. Uh oh, uh Dumbledore, right? right. Swagger.
0: Okay. So, then high priestess.
2: High priestess is um Professor Trelawney. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Even a broken clock is correct twice a day, right? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I like Trelawney She's a Ravenclaw too. So, represent. Woo-hoo, oh yeah.
0: Love it. Uh so then um Empress?
2: Empress um uh, uh Lily Potter. No, Molly Weasley.
0: Molly Weasley. All right. Yeah, Why? Molly Why did Molly we switch? Molly is
2: um well, she's got seven kids, so, you know, she's attractive and 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 she just, it feels like a big lap to me. Like, I just want to crawl in her lap mm-hmm. and have her tell me everything's okay. And she's going to make me some tea and toast. She is the right? mom. Yeah,
0: she is. She the is mom. the mom. That is that mom. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So Emperor.
2: Emperor is, um, uh, oh, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. What's uh, he do? Bill Nighy plays him. Oh. He's the minister of magic. Minister of right?
0: magic. Um right. Okay, we'll right. just minister magic.
2: Right All after right. Dumbledore dies, and he gives Harry and, and Ron and Hermione the stuff because he's very exacting. And like, why did he give you the sword? And why do you have this book? And they're like, "We're our feelings are hurt. Our friend died." And he's like, I, "Okay, great. Why is this happening? Because I have to make sense of things." So he's right. the emperor. Okay, uh, here yeah. I hear that. Um. Oh, who's who? Uh, um. Oh, um. Luna's dad. Okay. Luna Lovegood's dad is because he has the higher learning and he has to give it to our to our guys so that they can understand.
0: Okay. I can um, do this all day, you guys. Seriously. Yeah, I know this is great. <laughs> I uh, the lovers.
2: The lovers, your lovers. Um, oh, um, um, oh, uh, what's her name? Don't call me Nymphadora. Tonks and Lupin are ah, the lovers. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because Why? they can't not be with each other, mm-hmm. and the important part of the lovers card is not the angel of flaming headgear or the snake or any of that <laughs> other crap that's in the card. It's the space between their hands, right? Mm-hmm. Because they can't not hold hands. And at the end of Harry Potter, when they're dying and their hands are almost touching, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no I need a to... no, 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 no crying in tarot. There's no crying in tarot. And now of of course there is crying in
0: tarot. Uh, oh my
2: god! <laughs> uh, seven, uh, the chariot. The chariot. Um I really like the um the flying professor with the cat eyes, mm-hmm. right? Yes. For um, the chariot.
0: Uh oh goodness, what's her name now?
2: Yeah, I know. Me too. Okay. So yeah. the one who teaches awesome. the broom, broom, the one classes. who teaches him how to fly a broom and she also teaches quidditch and she is no mm-hmm. nonsense yes. and she gets stuff done. Okay. Oh. Uh cherry. Uh strength because I go that route. Strength. Um Hagrid's dog, I would say well, no. Okay, let me think about this again. I would say Ginny Weasley. Oh, okay. I think she's underestimated. And in the in the movie, she's not as fleshed out as in the books, but she's super strong. And I love that she was also kind of a feminist character and that her brothers were like, who are you snogging these days? And she's like, none of your damn business. And I really like that. So yeah, I would call her strength. And she, okay. she lends her strength to her friends, which is really important. It's true. So. Um, the Hermit um the hermit. hermit 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 um
1: um pass oh no um no no you can't, I pass. can't pass. pass this is, this is a password team either cuz i i'm not sure what i would say for this okay, i have an so, idea
2: yeah uh so hermit um for harry potter snape snape ooh yeah yep there oh i in. like that yeah I do. Too. I like that because he's However, all got all of those hidden, hidden um, influences. And oh, well done, you. Well, nice. So he's, you know, he's the one that studied and
0: studied and studied. And while everybody's like, oh, he also is super smart. And and he's
2: really smart. He's and he's
0: doing. And he's sharing his knowledge, even though everybody hates him at times. Uh, yeah. With the classes, I mean, he's yeah the one person that survives all of the, you know. The potions master, and while he wants to be the dark arts teacher, supposedly, he doesn't actually. So, you know, it's great. All oh, right. so, her- so 10, the Wheel of Fortune.
2: Wheel of Fortune. Um, I would say potions class, right? That's what I would put, because you're not really sure what you're going to get. Uh, you're either going to blow shit up, like Seamus, <clears throat> or you're going to make it turn light like, into tar, like Ron, or it's actually going to work. So I think that potions class would be a good Wheel of Fortune.
1: I, like okay, that. I think you know,
0: this, yeah. this discussion needs time and an artist. <laughs> so, uh, this has been really fun and exciting. And thank you so <laughs> much for sharing uh, in the wonder that is 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 how you read and how you share your view with the world. Yay. I think both Jamie and I are very excited to actually be able to say we call you friend.
2: Yay!
1: Yes. Yes. My people. Yay. I your, love my people. Your family. Um, I'm excited that your books out pretty much I yeah mean, I, know, I know that people it's in the, the very- wild you could find this i know that um for rose's copy it's pre-ordered and it's on its way um it's on ebook on google play and probably i haven't checked amazon kindle yet but i'm sure it's out there on kindle any yeah. parting words you have for anybody our listeners um,
2: i think i wrote this book
1: mostly for
2: my friends who were learning the cards and they felt overwhelmed Mm-hmm. And they felt like uh, my friend Karen was texting me and I. And this is the beginning of the book. She's like, this book says that I have to shuffle it to my left hand. And I'm like, shuffle in whatever freaking hand you want. And then she texted me again, this book says that I have to sleep with my I'm like, Oh, for God's sakes, do what is right for you with your cards. If you feel like sleeping with them under your pillow, fine. I think it's gross and you're going to screw up your deck, but I'm not your mom, right? Mm-hmm. If you think that you need to put a special crystal and wrap them in silk and put them in a box after that, do the thing. But I keep mine in makeup bags that I get from Epsi or, yeah. Ipsy or whatever, and they're $10 and they're great and they work just fine. Um, so I think the most important thing I would tell new readers is figure out what works for you. And be really cautious of people who tell you that there is only one way, because those people are trying to sell you something, and they're not being wholly honest with you. So just, you know, use caution, find good teachers, and explore. So,
1: yeah. Awesome. And where can our listeners find you at? Um, I do
2: in-person readings in St. Louis. I'm going to be soon traveling to Dallas to do a book signing and Chicago to do a book signing um, and hopefully Los Angeles. So that'll be fun. And then I'll be in um, in New York at Reader Studio.
1: Yay! So I'm super
2: excited because I get to see my folks again. Um, and uh, you can get readings online. I always have my email readings will always be $30 forever. I will never change that price because I've been broke and I get it. Um, or you can do a phone reading um, with me, and we can book it over email. So um, yeah, you could find me online. Little fox, yeah. if you Google Little Fox Tarot or Melissa Sinova, you will find me.
1: Awesome, and that's Brilliant.
2: it. it C Y N O V A because it's Polish. Just roll with it. There you go.
1: Once again, we like to thank uh, Melissa Sinova of Little Fox Tarot and the Kitchen Table Tarot book that's Yay. just about out for joining Yay. us today and we'll see you guys thank you the for having side. me you're welcome i love
0: you guys love you too thank you thank you for listening to tarot visions a podcast for the modern oracle to keep the conversation going please find us on facebook at tarot visions u.s or follow us
1: on twitter at tarot underscore visions